Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's wisdom discussion. My name is Leah, founder of Personal Chapter, and I'm a midlife transition specialist, television host of Awakened with Leah, the next chapter, and an author. I support recently divorced women in midlife who are feeling stuck in fear, self-doubt, and uncertainty about their next chapter to connect to their truth, recognize themselves again, and gain clarity on what they really want so they can feel the freedom of their past and lead with confidence into their next chapter. Midlife can be complicated and confusing, leaving us feeling like we're in a fog. And fog syndrome is exactly what we're gonna talk about today. If you know anyone that would, could benefit from our discussion today, please feel free to invite them. So what does fog stand for? FOG stands for fear, obligation, guilt, and overwhelm. So you know that feeling when your head is spinning, your brain goes blank, you can't see straight, you can't think straight, and you feel so drained that you don't have the strength to not let the fear stop you or to stop the overwhelm right now and focus? Well, this could be an unseen drain of fear, guilt, or obligation, where something comes up for you or you have a perception of something that either has occurred or going to happen, which is usually anticipation of the future or guilt of the past. So let's start with guilt. People wanna get rid of guilt and think there is no purpose to it, so they vilify it. But it can be a helpful flag to tell us where our values are being compromised or to tell us where there's something unresolved, some unfinished business, and puts us in a position to decide. Guilt's usually telling us that we are living life in other people's expectations of who we should be and what we should do. Keep in mind the social and cultural beliefs around shame and guilt as well. And if we didn't have that, we would continue on the same pattern, not resolving it or mulling over it, or not even acknowledging that our values are being compromised or not valued, throwing us into a fog where it is taking up that valuable brain space, and all of a sudden we can't think of anything else but that. So it's telling us that it's time to connect with yourself and ask yourself questions such as, what do I wanna do about this? Or is this something I'm letting go of? Which brings me to overwhelm. Overwhelm can happen when, when people want to honor all their values at the same time. And, you know, it's okay to honor one at a time and simply saying it's just something to focus on right now. The values are still there, but it's prioritizing for you right now in your life. Now I want to talk about obligation. So, Let's, for example, say when you have to bring the casserole to Thanksgiving dinner and you don't even want to go to Thanksgiving. Learning the power of the word no and asking yourself, what makes it so hard to set and or maintain boundaries? My personal favorite is asking, whose should is this? Because this really helps me get out of my fog. And lastly, let's talk about fear. I touched on this a bit last week, but definitely worth talking about again in reference to how it adds to us being in a fog. Fear is actually born out of self-protection. We fear losing what we value. Fear keeps us alive by protecting us from real danger, 
but it also is a response to a perceived danger. So you may have heard that fear stands for false evidence appearing real. What this is referencing is that our perceptions are based on our beliefs. And since most of our beliefs come from learned experiences and beliefs we've adopted along the way from family, friends, mentors, teachers, we believe them to be true and we don't even question them. We even find evidence to prove them. In many cases, we're not even aware that we're doing this because it's happening on an unconscious level. And the truth is, fear doesn't exist in the present moment. Fear is the anticipation of a negative outcome or an assumption that if it happened in the past, it'll happen again. There is no truth in the future because it hasn't happened yet. And the more we focus on fear, the more energy we are giving the fear, which results in us not playing full out and reaching our potential. Here's the thing, though. It's not fear that holds us back. It's our belief that what we fear is bad, which is the culprit. So, for example, if you fail to reach a goal and deem that as failure, you believe the failure is bad and therefore fear failure. But if you believe that no matter the outcome, you either win or learn, you're able to play full out and step into your potential. So we want to recognize and release what doesn't belong to us. And the best way to be fearless, which, by the way, is not the same as courage, which is taking action in spite of fear, is to be present in the moment. Embrace the unknown. Know that fear doesn't exist uh, in the present moment. And whatever is unfolding will serve you. You have nothing to lose, therefore nothing to fear. Ideally, we want to go from what's draining you to what's fueling you. I take my clients through an exercise, which is basically a dumping ground of what drains you and what fuels you. So we need a dumping ground. And the purpose of it is so that it can live on the paper and not in our head. The dumping ground does not have to all be taken care of in this red hot minute. The list is always there for reference and you can choose one to two that bothers you. And then a list of what's fueling you so you can see the contrast, which usually leads to a wake-up call. I also have a free download of my fear cleanse. It's a powerful ritual to recognize and release what's blocking our flow of optimal health, energy, and abundance. It brings truth to our fears that we are conscious of and uncovers hidden fears that we may not be aware of that are driving our behaviors. So feel free to go to my website and download your copy for free today. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Fog Syndrome. I hope today's wisdom supported you in some way. And if you are feeling stuck, join me for a complimentary discovery session so that I can learn more about your situation, explore it further, and listen to hear if I can add a ton of value to you or not. So thank you very much for listening in. And I will be back next Thursday. Thank you. Oh, wait, we have a guest waiting. Okay, let me bring you up.
Hello, Janice. Welcome. I just noticed that you were waiting to come up. I'm glad I noticed that before I went off. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, you know, I so enjoyed your conversation last week, and I know that you're talking about um, fog this week, and I'm sure you already went through everything. Um, and just share your heart and soul that you put into these talks. It's not. It's not about. Um, it's about so much more than fear, obligation, and guilt, and you really bring that to the forefront. So I want to encourage anyone who's heard Leah's um, chat today, and if you happen to listen it on the replay, definitely go and check out her website, personalchapter.com, <laughs> and she's just just so amazing and, and heartfelt and true. So thank you for... Um, letting me come up on stage. Um, obviously, at the um, tail end of your chat, I, I couldn't find you. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get on here and see what she's chatting about this week and um, finally found you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Janice. I really appreciate it. Do you have any questions that I could support you with? Um, well, I, I think the one question that pops into my head um specifically about obligation is you know i think sometimes we feel the need to that we have to um do something but we're just we just don't feel aligned with it whatever that reason may be and i'm just wondering if there's any um <coughs> excuse me if there's any suggestions that you can give to um, myself or anybody out there listening what what are maybe some things that we could do to so we don't get ourselves perhaps in that situation where we feel obligated to do something so I thank you that's a great question what I had mentioned was my personal favorite is whose should is this and every single time I ask myself that question, it takes me out of the fog. And I go deeper with that and, and ask myself, you know, it, it, have I set a boundary? Have I maintained the boundary? And if not, asking questions like, you know, what what am I fearing of, of saying no? Because it, the answer to that is, is the recognition of, of realizing that we are living in someone else's expectations of not only who we should be, but what we should be doing and recognizing that it's okay to honor what you want to do. And so the, the first thing is, as recognizing whose should is this? And if it's not yours, then it's learning the power of the word no and setting a boundary that that works for you so you're feeling more aligned and then you are able to make a more conscious decision on am i going to that thanksgiving dinner am i making that casserole and so you're you're leading with more from a, a heart space as opposed to obligation ah uh, that makes sense and you know i think when we say no Sometimes there's always, <laughs> excuse me, a comeback from 
um, maybe the opposing person or whomever you're dealing with at, at the moment. And I think that, you know, we often feel maybe that we have to justify ourselves when we really don't need to, because I have said actually a couple times this month, um, and I was proud that I did that. I said no, and they asked me why, and <laughs> I respectfully said, um, I don't, this is probably going to come out the, the wrong way, but I, I basically said, I'm not sure what part of no you did not understand, but I don't feel that I need to justify that no. Right. Well, you know, you don't have to justify it, but I think understanding where the other people are coming from is very helpful. So if people are used to us always saying yes, and then all of a sudden we change who we are in that relationship, it's very natural to to get pushback because they're not used to it. So we feel like we need to justify ourselves, but the truth is they're just confused. They're confused about why all of a sudden you're setting these boundaries and, and you're not saying yes all the time. And so it's about being comfortable in your own skin and saying, you know, am I setting this boundary from what place to get back at someone because you're angry? Um, it, you know, or is it from a place of honoring yourself where you don't need to justify yourself? And then the way you express yourself, like you had said, well, this might come out wrong, but the way you express yourself actually comes from a loving place, although you're getting the pushback. And so if, if we are reacting to the pushback, then we are reacting, we're not responding. And like I said, when we understand a little bit about the history behind you know, they're just used to us saying yes all the time. So it is natural to get that pushback, right? Right, exactly. But, you know, I think no in and of itself is an open, no should is actually a closed statement. That's right. However, if you were always the yes person in that relationship, then they don't understand what no is. It's all new territory for them. So as long as you're consistent with your no's and they align with you, then, you know, we can't control other people's reactions. So they will catch on very quickly. And we, we can't, it's just about you being consistent with your no's. We, we can't, um, Try to convince them to stop doing what they're doing, saying what they're saying in order for us not to have to deal with the uncomfortableness of all of a sudden, you know, entering our no zones and our boundaries. They're still the same. They, they haven't reached where you where you're at. So, you know, it's meeting people where they're at and meet people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. So if, if you are slowly changing in, in the relationship, then it is very important just to, to recognize that, you know, A, you're doing this because you just finally realize that it's important to honor your, your boundaries. Um, and you can't change 
their their reactions to it, but the consistency of it will they'll realize. So either they will accept it or they won't. Right. Oh, thank you so much. That makes a lot of sense, and it just kind of confirms to me that you know I'm stand I'm standing in my own and not um, you know realizing the boundaries that are that important to me. So thank you for explaining that. You're very welcome. And it's okay to set boundaries. Um, the, you know, the part that messes us up is when people aren't ex- accepting our boundaries and then we start pointing the fingers at them and get mad that they're not accepting our boundaries. The only person that has to honor it is you. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leah. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining me. And if there's no one else that wants to join, that will be the end of our wisdom discussion today. And I look forward to next week. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Leah.